decision, a decision is based on your destination. The decisions you make are based on the destination you want to go. And it doesn't matter when you, when you come to a roundabout, it doesn't matter about your intentions of where you wanted to go. It's where you are going. It's the decisions you make when you approach a junction. It's the decisions that you do make when you approach a roundabout, you approach a junction that determines your destination. So the point, the one point that I want to drive home tonight is, as I share is this. Your decisions, not your intentions, will get you to your destination. Your decisions, not your intentions, will get you to your destination. You can have the greatest intentions to get somewhere all you want. You can know how to get there. You, can, you intended to get there, but your intentions will not get you to your destination. Your decisions will. And so I want to look at this passage that we've looked at. We've only looked at uh, a number of verses here, and I want to break this passage down and look at how this can teach us tonight. Whatever situation you're in, this is very applicable for all of us, and how this passage will teach us and show us through the story of Jesus interacting with this rich young ruler, that your decisions, not your intentions, will get you to your destination. So the first observation I want to make is, is looking at the destination. Everyone say destination. Destinations. You see, destinations are key to making decisions. Destinations are key to making decisions because we all have a destination that we want to get to in life. Whether you agree with it, whether you've thought about it, whether you realize it, we all have a destination that we want to get to in life. Verse 17, uh, we read the, the, the first verse of this passage. We read that Jesus, as uh, Jesus was starting on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And so here we have this rich young ruler's destination. This is where he wants to get to. He wants to get eternal life. That is basically, he's coming up to Jesus and say, how do I get here? Show me the direction. Show me how I get. My destination is here. I want eternal life. How do I get there? And we all have destinations, church, in our lives. Maybe at one point we wanted to ask this same question. How do we get eternal life? Or maybe your destination is you want to be debt-free. Or you want to be a good steward of your money. Another one we may all have is you want to be fitter. We want to be healthier. That is a destination in our life. We want to be fitter and we want to be healthier in our lives. We want to be better wives. We want to be better husbands. We want to be better parents. That is another goal and a destination that we are trying to reach, being better wives, husbands, or parents. We may, another destination we may try to get to is being in a relationship. That is something that we strive for. That is something that we want. We want to be in a relationship. We may want to be successful in life. Another one which we are all striving for is to be successful in life. Another one maybe we want, we're struggling with addiction and we want to be free from some sort of addiction because we're all trying to get somewhere, aren't we? We're all trying to get somewhere. We're all trying to be someone. We're all trying to experience something. We all have a destination. As we see, this guy says, this is my destination. I want to get eternal life. How do I, how do I get there, Jesus? I want my destination. My goal is eternal life. How do I get there? And see, destinations are good because without a destination, your decisions are done in vain. Have you ever just went to drive with like, you don't really haven't decided where you're getting to. This is like the story of Kelsey and I's life. Like, we do, we're rubbish at making decisions. And, and so we'll go out and we'll be like, oh, come on, we'll just get in the car. We'll decide once we get there. We'll decide where we're going once we get there. And then you get in the car and just waste petrol. You're just driving around going, still haven't figured out where we're going. Where do you want to go for dinner? Well, we'll just drive about and we'll just do laps of 
Belfast and we don't know where we're going. And so without a destination, your decisions are made in vain. Without a destination, you just go aimlessly around life. And, and I want to challenge you in here. I've read out a number of destinations that we get to. Do you know where you're going in your life? Do you know what you want to do with your life? Do you know what you're seeking? Is there, is there a destination in your life? Is there a destination of, that's why I said, why are you here tonight? Because is this, is coming to church helping you to get to your goal? Or is this just what we do? Do we just tick the church box? Because if so, if, we, if this isn't helping us get to our destination, if this isn't helping us get to our goal, then this is done in vain. This is, this is pointless, may I say? Because, well, it's not actually helping us to get to where we want to. It's just the thing that we do. It's just what we do on a Sunday. But the destinations are important because destinations allow your decisions not to be done in vain. And so what is your destination? The second observation I want to make tonight is, is the direction. The direction. Because with a destination comes a direction. We get up to that roundabout and then, uh, up the north and, and we look at the signs because we, we, know, we know what our destination is. We wanted to get to Port Rush so we could get to Port Stewart. And so what do you do? You look and say, okay, what lane do I need to be in? What direction do I need to go? Because if I have a destination, that's great. But if I don't have a direction, well, then the destination is, is kind of pointless. I heard this, a dream without a plan is just a wish. A dream without a plan is just a wish. And similarly, similarly to that, a destination without a direction is just a good intention. A destination without a direction is just a good intention. You could have a destination wherever you want to go to. You, could, you may want to be more successful. You may want to be a better steward with your money. You may want to save more. But if you have no plan of action, if you have no direction as to what you're going to do with that it's just a good intention it's a good thought and we're all we're all guilty of just having lots of good thoughts aren't we we're all guilty of having lots of good intentions and we can come to church and we can similarly have do you know what I'd love to see my family saved I'd really love to see God use me to, to, to make an impact in my neighbor I'd really love to see God use me in my school or my workplace and there's a destination but then if you don't have any direction, church, as to what you're going to do with that, well, it's just a good intention. Because here's the thing. I'd love you to make an impact in your work. I'd love you to see your friend or family come and get saved as well. But it's just a good intention. Because your decisions, not your intentions, get you to your destination. Your decisions, not your intentions, get you to your destination. And so what we, we see in this, this passage, we see the guys ask, okay, how do I get eternal life? Here's my goal. Here's my destination. I need some direction, Jesus. And so if we jump down to, to verse 19, Jesus points out, here's, here's the direction. You've given me your destination. You've given me where you want to get to. Great. Here is how you get there. Here's what you need to do. Here is the directions. In verse 19, he says to him, uh, to answer your question, you know the commandments. Don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't uh, testify falsely, don't cheat in anyone and honor your mother and father. And then we jump down a wee bit further down to, to verse uh, 21 and Jesus goes on to tell him further these directions. He says, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. And so here he has his, the guy has his destination. Jesus gives him 
these directions. But do you know this, church? Do you know that you can have the right destination, but the wrong directions? Do you know you can have the right destination of where you want to go, but you're going about it the, all the wrong way? You're doing it all the wrong way. You're, you could have the right destination that you want to be debt-free. You want to be a good steward of your money. You realize God has blessed you with something, and you want to be a good steward of your money. And that, is being, that is a good destination. But your directions are all wrong because you're spending more than you're bringing in. Or you're not being a good steward of your money. You're not saving any of your money. You can have the right destination. You want to be a fitter and healthier person. But then you're making poor food choices or you're snacking when no one else is looking. We're all guilty of that. You want to be a better spouse or a better parent. That's the right destination, the right goal, the right thing that we want to get to. But our directions is actually, we're, instead, we're feeling sorry for ourselves. We're looking at ourselves and thinking, ah, well, they don't do that for me. My spouse doesn't do that for me. My kids don't do that for me. And we feel sorry for ourselves. We become selfish. And so it's having the right destination, but it's having the wrong direction of what you're doing with your life. You want to be a better Christian? Good. That's a good destination. But we're going about and we're gossiping. And we're being selfish and we're being disobedient to what the things that God is asking for us. Proverbs 14, 12 says this. He says, says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. There is a path, there is a, di a direction in our lives for in every person that seems right, seems the right thing to do, seems that it's getting you to the right destination, but it ends in death. And so in each and every one of us, there is the right direction that looks the right thing to do, but it ends in death. The direction may seem right to man, but it won't reach our destination. Here's another thing based on this idea of the direction of your life. Do you know what's equally as bad as the wrong directions and the wrong decisions? It's good intentions. It's good intentions are equally as bad as making the wrong decision. You see, we intend to walk in the right direction. We intend, you come up the roundabout, you come up to a junction, you know where you want to go, there's a destination you want to get there, and, and so you intend to get there. You don't choose to go the wrong way. You intend to get to the right place, and we intend to go in the right direction. We intend to start saving better. We all intend to start being better with our money. We all intend to start eating better. We all intend to start going to the gym or exercising more. We all intend to start to serve more in church. We all intend to, to spend more time with our kids. We intend to pray more. We have good intentions to come to, to the Bible studies, to come to church twice, to get involved. We intend, and we all have these good intentions. And I'm going to throw out a controversial um, proverb here because we all love a wee bit of controversy in church. It says, there's a, a proverb that says this, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Now, it's not biblical, so, but we all get the idea, don't we get the idea that good intentions all sound good, but it doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere. Good intentions sound good. Good intentions. Do you know what? My, my dad will start tomorrow. Do you know what? I'll be better with my money this week. Do you know what? I promise I'll go to the, the midweek this week. Oh, but it's off. Oh, well, okay then. Good for me. We all have good intentions, but good intentions get us nowhere. And so we can have good intentions sometimes with church, can't we? We can think, oh, but I went to church. In fact, do you know what, David? I went to church twice. 
Like, come on, cut me a bit of slack. I went to church and I gave money to church. I am, I am a good person. I was, I, was, I was going to become a Christian. You know, I intended to become a Christian. And here's one of the most terrifying verses that you can read in Scripture in the New Testament. It's found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. One of the most terrifying Scriptures you will read is this. Jesus says, To not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. That terrifies me. Not all those who say, but God, I, I went to church. But God, I, I was going to do that. I was going to serve my community. I, I was going to do this, God. We read later on in verse 23, I didn't know you. I didn't know you. Terrifying verse, church. But this is why it is so important that we don't just have a destination but we make sure that we are going in the right direction to get to that. Because I do not want to be standing at the end of my life and hear those words. But, but God, I, uh, I was a good person. I tried to do this. I didn't know you. I do not want those. We do not want, need a church filled of people that just have good intentions. Because it is your decisions, not your intentions, that will get you to your destination. Do you want to see all these seats filled? Well, do you know what good intentions aren't going to do at church? And this is coming from me as well. I can go and pray all I want. I can pray, but see if not one of us are leaving this building to go and make an impact. It's good intentions. Prayer is so crucial. Prayer is so, so crucial. But see if we just all come and huddle and just pray and pray and pray and don't go out and do anything. Good intentions. We need to be a church that is willing to go out and not just be a church of good intentions. Listen to this. Do you know what I love about this? Jade's going to keep that verse up there. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Do you know what Jesus doesn't say? He doesn't say, those who intended to do the will of my Father will enter heaven. Those who intended, do you know those who thought, oh, maybe one day I will, maybe tomorrow I will. It, 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 Jesus doesn't say, do you know, those who, who knew what to do in church will enter. He doesn't say that. Because here's the thing, we all know what to do, don't we? We all know we need to pray. We all know we need to get out and evangelize. We all know we need to step, of, step out of our comfort zones and invite our friends to church. We need to ask, have conversations with our family about church. And Do you ever think about this? We all know what to do. But Jesus doesn't say, just those who intend will get to do the will of my Father will get into heaven. Go to ask him to put the next one up. Look at this. No, no, no. He says, only those who actually do something those who actually don't just sit around and talk about it. Those who don't just have wee conversations, but those who actually do. Because decisions, church, not intentions, will get you to your destination. Intentions don't help me save money. I can intend all I want that Kels, we're going to be better with our money this, this month. We're going to be better. Intentions are great. But actually doing it, will allow me to be a better steward of my money. Intentions to go to the gym more and eat better will not lose the weight on us. 
Even if we want, our intentions will not help do that. Intentions will not free you from addiction. Intentions won't see your friend come to church. Intentions won't see this church grow. And intentions won't see this community come to know Jesus because decisions not intentions will get us to our destination. And church, we need to be a church that does something. We need to be a church that is not happy to sit here with seats around us unfilled, with people out there lost. We can't be happy. We can't be happy and sit here and think, do you know what? I intend for them to get saved. I'd love them to get saved. But what what are your decisions? What direction are you going to? Your decisions, not your intentions, get you to your destination. I know I've said it far too many times, but you'll be dreaming about it tonight, and that is good. Jesus points out the directions to this young man. Now, bear in mind, as I said at the start, Jesus loved this guy. It said Jesus felt genuine love for him, but being good or feeling love for someone won't save them. And so we jump on to our last observation, which is the decision. So we have our, the destination, you need to have a destination or your decisions are done in vain. You need to have a direction or else it's just a good intention. There needs to be a bit of movement. And then finally is the decision. And so Jesus says to him in, in two different verses, he says in verse 19 and verse 21, you want to get eternal, eternal life? Obey the commandments. Obey what God is telling you to do <coughs> and follow the will of the Father. That's what you need to do. Go and sell all your possessions. Go and give up your whole life and follow me. There is your decision. And then it's up to us. We want, it, we want our destination. We ask God. He gives us. He tells us this is what you need to do. And then the decision is on me and the decision is on you. And like a roundabout, you come up to a roundabout, you come up to a junction. You have a destination and the directions. You know where you want to go. You know how to get there. But the destination is, the the decision, sorry, is yours. The decision is up to you what you're going to do with that church. You can have the best destination, you can have the best directions, but if you don't choose the right decision, it's done in vain. It's pointless. And the man at this point had a decision what to do. Here's how you go. You want eternal life? This is how you do it. What are you going to do? And verse 22, look what it says. At this, the man's face, the man's face, sounded Balamina-ish, At this, the man's face fell. He had intentions, but he wouldn't make the decision that would lead to his destination. He had the right intentions, but again, as I said, and we'll be saying in our sleep, it's your decisions, not your intentions, that will get you to your destination. I'm going to ask Johnny um, to, to jump up. And so, as we come out of this, I want to ask church, What will you do when you leave tonight? Will you intend to make the right decision? Do you know what? I could could rhyme through a load more decisions and and things or destinations that you want to get to in your life, but do you know what? This is great because the Holy Spirit does this for me, so I don't even need to. Right now, there will be things, as I've been speaking, that have brought to the forefront of your mind that you know, I know what I need to do. And thankfully, that's not my job to point that out. It's His. But right now, the Holy Spirit, over this talk, will have, brought things to your mind that you know this is what I need to do. This is the destination I have in my life. And so what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it? What decision are you going to make? Because Jesus, like this man, Jesus feels genuine love for you. But Jesus can't force your hand to do anything. 
If he had, then everything would be sorted back in the garden because he wouldn't have given us free will. He would have just programmed us like robots to do this and do that. But you can't force someone to love you. And so Jesus, God gave us free will in the garden. And so God gives you now, he says, here, here, there's your destination. I know the best thing for you. I'm giving you the directions. I'm literally lining the path up for you. But your decision, it's up to you what you want to do with it. And church, we know in order to see this church grow to, uh, numerically, but also uh, deep in our foundations with what the Word says and our foundations, what the Spirit wants, in order to grow in those things, in order to make an impact in our community, we know what we need to do. The majority of you know more than I know because you've been around longer than me, you've been around church longer than me. And so we actually, we know what we need to do, but nine times out of 10, it's just we, we don't actually do it. We have good intentions. And do you know my worry is, and that's where my rant went on a bit earlier, it was about, I don't want to get to 30, 40, 50, 60 and still just be part of this church, which is all good intentions. And some of you don't want that either. Some of you are a lot older than me, but are desperate to see a move of God in this place. And do you know what? It's not going to happen if we just have good intentions. If we just have good intentions, do you know what? Maybe if we keep opening the doors on a Sunday, they'll just walk in. Maybe the wind will just blow them in. Maybe it will. But that's not usually how God works. Really? Take this if you want and read away. He doesn't use the wind to blow people in. He uses people. He uses broken people. He uses people like you and I who feel like we don't have anything to offer. But God says, I'm going to use you. But I need you to jump on board. I need you to make some decisions. I need you to say yes to some stuff. I don't need more good intentions because the world has enough people who are filled with good intentions. So tonight, will you leave and will you make the right decision or will we just get on with this and, and, and just keep doing what we've always been doing? Going through the motions. Another Sunday tick. Next week, I might even do two because it's wondrous. Or will we get in lane? Will we get ready to make the right decision, to take the right direction, to get to our destination? What is God saying to you today? What is God calling you to do? And are you doing it? Are you doing what he has called you to do? And the thing is, sometimes, probably 95% of the time, see the thing God's asking you to do is not what you naturally want to do. No one wants to go in and make the awkward, like, it's an awkward conversation in work, like, so how do you bring up Jesus? So, <coughs> Jesus. Did you say Jesus, sir? Come on, we'll talk about it. Like, we don't really, it's the awkward thing. It's a wee bit weird. It's a wee bit different. But Jesus didn't say that this life would be easy. But he said it would be worthwhile. And so we're going to go into whatever situation, whatever your tomorrow holds. And do you know what? I pray that there is traffic diversions everywhere that make you have to go to a roundabout. Because this is my prayer. This week, I hope you come into 30 roundabouts. And see, every time you come to a roundabout, I hope that you cannot think of anything other than this, that my decisions, not my intentions, will get me to my destination. And hopefully it will make us better drivers because you'll actually decide, I know what lane I need to get in. I can't just intend that I wanted to be there. 
But I, I pray that that is something, church, that you will go this, this week. That it will be a stark reminder that you'll wake up tomorrow and, and you'll leave here tonight. Go and ask the, the, the rest of the band to jump up. You'll leave here tonight and, and you'll be like, okay, God, you've really spoken to me about that. I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. I know the decision I need to make. I know the direction I need to take. And so this is great. And then we'll go to bed and we'll wake up tomorrow and we'll realize the stressful week of work and all the things that come around us and we'll forget about it. But I really pray that as you come up to that roundabout, you will realize again, no, I need to make a decision. Not just on where I'm going in, in the car here, but I need to make a decision. Okay, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with the things that God has asked of me? Not what Davy's asked, because I don't know the things that God is asking of you, but God knows, and God's put them in your heart. And I pray, church, that we will make a decision. We will not just be good intentions. We will make decisions to come back to Jesus. That we will make decisions to take the next step in our journey. That we will make decisions to invite our friends next Sunday morning. That we will make decisions to take some of those those, uh, summer scheme leaflets and give them to some people in our community. And see them, like, I'm going to make a decision. I'm not, no more good intentions, because good good intentions get me nowhere, but decisions get me to my destination. And so will we be a church that is saying yes to all the directions and decisions that God is asking us? Your decisions, not your intentions get you to your destination what if we became decision makers rather than intention makers what if we didn't just know church but we actually did church and what if we didn't just know information what if we didn't just know Greek and Hebrew and know things about the Bible and words what if we did not just know this book but we actually applied this book to our lives because that's what's going to change the world. Application. Applying stuff, taking it and putting it into your life. That's what's going to change this community. Not just sitting there and knowing the books of the Bible in order. Not just sit, sitting and knowing this and knowing. Actually taking this and doing something with it. That's what's going to change our community. That's what's going to change the world. Is taking this and doing something. Not just knowing things. And so one more time. As we, I love you to stand with me as we're going to sing this song to declare that God will be with us throughout it all. I want to remind you, church, this week that your decisions, not your intentions, will get you to your destination. Father God, I pray that this word would be a seed planted into good soil tonight, God. Why? Not because anything I've said, God, because you were already here, God, and you started to, to make good ground. You started to make good soil to plant the seed God and I pray that this seed will be buried deep and you will water it by your spirit God and God I pray as we wake up tomorrow and go go through our weeks uh, and our day to day God our routine and our schedule God we will be reminded of this to make a decision to say yes to you God to make a decision of what we are going to do to move forward to stop being people who stand still to stop being people who sit in fences but to start to be people who make decisions to move forward off in our travels by ourselves you don't just pack a bag for us and say all the best good luck we'll see when you get there but you go with us God you actually lead us God would we be reminded of the the Israelites who you led through the wilderness by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire God you led them and you guided them and will we feel that this week God that you are leading us into situations that we have divine appointments with people, God. And will we not just sit and be people of good intentions when these appointments come up, but will we make decisions?
God, I pray that when we say yes to you, when we actually get up and do something, God, that we will see the fruit of that, God. We will reach the destination. We will see friends come to know you. We will see people coming into the kingdom of God, lives transformed, people healed. Why? Because we made a decision. So God, I pray that as we worship you, would you fill us with faith to be able to step out into the unknown, to step out into the next chapter and season of our lives with you, leading and guiding. In Jesus' name, amen.